Hey photographers, welcome to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm here to help you build a sustainable photography business. That means improving your photo skills, building on your business knowledge, and honing your marketing abilities, but it also means helping you work more efficiently so you don't get burnt out in the long run. We do try to bring the show to you commercial free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com and Milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographers Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing. Again, photographersedit.com and Milu.com. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Boca Podcast episode and actually a special edition of the Boca Podcast. We've been doing a series called Brand Position Consultations on and off now for a little while. And uh, Tiffany Hicks is with me today to do another one. Tiffany, thank you for making time for all of us, letting us share this conversation kind of with the world at large. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this. Well, and you were gracious and kind enough to reach out to me. And I was like, hey, can we... Uh, can we share this conversation with everybody? And you agreed. So here we are. And um, Tiffany, certainly for yourself, but also for our listeners that may not be familiar with a brand position, what that means, the significance of it. Just very briefly, I want to kind of get into that um, as a way to introduce our conversation. There are, there are many elements, puzzle pieces, if you will, for those of you listening in to marketing your business, building your business, and of course, marketing it for that purpose. And one of those is brand position. We don't talk a lot about brand position in the photography industry, and, and I've seen it as an opportunity to, to do just that. And so, first of all, brand position simply means the value proposition your business represents in your market. And I would add unique value proposition. A good brand position is going to be unique. It's going to stand out from those in that marketplace. When we talk about value proposition, we're just talking about something that your business offers um, as a so-called value proposition, a service that hopefully is unique to that particular marketplace. It is going to benefit a potential client or a group of potential clients in some way. It's going to solve a pain point or pain points that they have. The benefits of a clear and distinct brand position, again, for everybody listening in, first of all, it enables potential clients to immediately know your unique value proposition. So if you have a clear and distinct brand position, it's there on the website, they open up your website or they go to your social media they immediately know whether or not you're going to be a good fit for them or not because that brand position is front and center. It's clear. It's loud. It says you're a fit or you're not a fit. Um, second benefit is that it filters irrelevant potential clients. So really along the same lines, um, if it doesn't fit, they go away. Third, simplifies focuses marketing efforts. Uh, one of the popular things, I don't know if you've seen this, Tiffany, over the last few years has been you know, photographers will come up with three words that represent their brand. Um, so they might mm -hmm. say something like, you know, so-and-so photography, romantic, joyful, adventurous. Um, and, and the reality is, in, at least in that context anyway, these words don't necessarily go together. So now their marketing efforts are kind of broken up and a little bit complicated because they have to figure out how to communicate these three principles as they relate to the, to the brand or to the business. Uh, when we have a clear and distinct brand position, it actually simplifies and focuses the marketing efforts because everything centers around this one clear and distinct message. Uh, and I think that's a big, big benefit. And then the fourth benefit 
is it encourages better time management. Along the same lines, if we are if we have our hands in kind of multiple marketing messages and efforts for the sake of juggling all the different ideas, concepts that our brand represents, again, it complicates, it confuses, and it ultimately takes more time. If we know specifically what it is that our business model is based around what we're trying to market, then it encourages better time management because it filters out anything that's irrelevant. It enables us to focus on those things that matter for the sake of that brand position and that business model. Um, so that was a mouthful, uh, kind of an introduction. I didn't mean to kind of cut you out there in the process, Tiffany. But once again, thanks for letting us have this conversation. Let's actually get into your business uh, as it relates to brand position. What market are you currently based in? I am based in Boise, Idaho. And how long have you been based there? Um, 14 years. Okay. And then how many of those years have you been a photographer? All of them. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> that, awesome. So those 14 years, those 14 years are how long I have uh, been running my business. Okay, so I cool. opened in 2006. Wow. Major props to you. I mean, a lot of businesses don't last even near that long. So that's a really okay. big deal. You obviously know what you're doing or you wouldn't be around this long. So that, that makes this conversation around brand position um, that much more interesting and in some ways nuanced, I guess. And and it actually demonstrates right. something that I, that I pointed out earlier, which is brand position in and of itself isn't the end all be all. What it does is it makes it easier for us to market and in some ways spend our time because we know specifically what we're focused on. Because uh, I know, I mean, I'm an emotional guy and, and um, I maybe kind of fit the stereotype of an artist profile in that sense. But th when there are so many options, so many choices of services that we can offer and ways that we can communicate those services, it can become overwhelming. And then we just kind of lose, you know, we almost function kind of haphazardly reactively in that context. So for, for you to have already established a business, been around for 14 years, the fact that you're working on brand position means that your efforts are that much more focused and you're in that much better a place. I think it's incredible. But again, major props to you for 14 years in business. That's huge. What type Thank of you. photography do you currently tell potential clients that you specialize in if you do it all? Um, I specialize in portraits of kids and families. Um, I do maternity, newborn, babies, kids, and families. So I do them all. For me, I feel like it's telling the family's story. Yeah. But really kind of focusing on the kids. Kids are my favorite. They're, they're hysterical. So <laughs> I just... That's one way to put it. Yeah. I love watching kids grow up through my camera. So... That's cool. Um, I'm, I like to create a long-term relationship with my clients. Um, and that's really why I want to dig into the brand positioning is so that I'm making that message clear. What what got you into this genre specifically in the first place? What What's at the root of that desire, that interest, and that enjoyment of this particular genre? Um, well, when I had my son, I was taking him to like Target, their little portrait studio, to get his portraits taken. Okay. And then my now ex-husband um, told me at the time, you can't keep taking him to get pictures. You have a camera, do it yourself. And I said, well, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> but turns out I can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it for me, it started out as wanting to be able to record everything about my child because it was this new magical being that I loved more than anything else in the entire world. And I wanted to capture it all. And I want to be able to give that same um, magical moment and memory back to my clients hmm. in their children. Understanding the significance of something from personal experience, though, it, it's pretty cool to see how that translates to a level of, I know it's a stereotypical word in our industry now, but passion, 
um, an excitement mm -hmm. and energy. I love the word energy that we could, that we actually throw into the service that we're offering. If it comes from a really personal place, it makes all the difference in the world, not only in the experience that we create for our clients because we bring that energy, but I think maybe also a certain level of sustainability over the long run. If that energy, if the, I guess the motivation is more deeply rooted for what we do, it enables us to be able to sustain that, that effort over a longer period of time, minimize the, the possibility of burnout, if you will. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's pretty cool. It's, it's nice to hear a personal story behind all of this. What, what type of photographic services are you currently selling the most? You mentioned three or four kind of elements of this genre that you're photographing. What percentage or what kind of rules supreme as far as the percentage? They break down pretty equally. Um, I feel like they kind of break down pretty equally. Everything that I do, basically every session that I do is a family session, unless okay. it's one of our simplicity sessions that we just do in the studio for one subject for um, something like updating a milestone. Or I just recently had a client who brought her daughter in who had lost her two front teeth. So we wanted to capture that special moment in her history. So but for the most part, I would say it's mostly families okay. and then from there, a focus on the children and the interaction of the family together. Is it kind of a combination of uh, posed and, and more it is. like on the go or what, what does it look like? It's, it's definitely a combination of posed and interactive okay. type images. Um, I want to see the family interacting together and creating moments and memories. So we always do silly things. I probably look like a crazy person behind the <laughs> camera. And so, but everybody values still that traditional family portrait where everybody sure. is looking at the camera. So I definitely do that. And I, I focus on getting them posed, not stiffly, but in an aesthetically pleasing way where it's going to look good in the image and then move into a more interactive position from there. Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a combination of your Instagram page and then also your website. And I mean, the website, the header image on your website for everybody listening in, you can go to Tiffany com, and you can see this image. I think it's a beautiful example of that kind of combination of interaction and posing, because I'm assuming that you somewhat set this shot up and you knew the direction yeah. that you were photographing in. And yet the mom, there's genuine emotion on the, the who I'm assuming is that the mother's face and, and the little girl is, is kind of glancing at the, the camera with really great emotion on her face too. It, it's beautiful all the way around. I think that's a great combination of that, that pose shot with some interaction. But then I'm also looking at an Instagram post for, let's see, from July 30th. Um, mm -hmm. this beautiful, beautiful family portrait, fall family portrait, uh, that it has obviously been posed, but it doesn't feel stiff. And yet it's one of those right. images that you would blow up a 20 by 30, 30 by 40 and, you know, put it on the mantle. Like it, it would look really great that way. So I, it seems like you offer a great combination of both. Thank you. Yes. And actually on that fall image that you're looking at, the next image I shot was them interacting together and it okay. has the parents looking at the daughters and, and laughing or talking. I'll ask them to tell stories or sing songs, things like that. Well, for everybody listening in, I know, I know I already mentioned the website, but for the Instagram account, of course, we'll link to all these in the show notes at bocapodcast.com, but it's Tiffany Hicks, H-I-X on Instagram as well. What would you say currently makes your photography brand unique to the local market, whether it's the style of photography, the, the type of service that you're offering or anything else? 
I would say it's probably more the level of service that I offer to my clients okay. that stands out. Um, everything is done custom. We're very in depth about planning the details and planning the wardrobe and planning where their portraits are going to go in their home hmm. um, so that they're, I don't want people to come in and just be like, I, I just want some pictures taken and I don't know what to do with them. Um, which I, I do run into that. And a lot of times when people first call, they don't know what they want. So the planning portion goes into helping them know what they want to do with portraits rather than just say, oh, I want some pretty pictures to post on Instagram. So does that planning happen ahead of time or after or a combination of both? What does that look like? A combination of both. So when um, when I first meet with a, with a prospective client, we talk about what their vision is, why they're doing portraits, if there's an area in their home they're trying to decorate or planning to put a portrait and uh, kind of go from there. Just in the beginning, we kind of build the details of that and plan the where and when. So if they're wanting fall colors or if they want something simple in the studio, we nail down that part and then we start to build the vision of what it's going to look like. Um, a couple of weeks before the session, you know, we communicate by text throughout the entire process, especially in the wardrobe planning. But a couple of weeks before the session, we'll meet to go over the wardrobe selection and finalize any details. Um, a lot of times people are shopping for clothes, especially if they have older children. And we want to make sure that everything is going to look nice and sure. match the style and decor of their home. So when it goes on the wall, it's not something that's going to stick out and not, not go with the rest of the aesthetic of their home. Right. Well, and I, I like, so, again, going back to that fall image, I'm looking at that and, and the colors of their clothing are beautifully coordinated. And yet it's not kind of that old school 80s or 90s family portraits where everybody was wearing the exact same thing, exact same colors. Matchy, matchy. Yeah. Yep. No matchy, matchy here. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's lovely, actually. And then what is the... What does the post interaction look like? So you, you do the planning ahead of time, you do the session, and then are you going to their house to, to demonstrate to them where these prints can go, what it would look like? So they come to the studio after the session, but sometimes the wardrobe consultation takes me to their home ah. and we dive into closets wow. if, if needed. Okay. So it just depends on what level of service they need as far as wardrobe goes. Um, and if I am in their home prior to the session, we will talk about where portraits can go in their home. But after the session, you know, they know if we're planning for a wall, there's they're texting me pictures of their walls where things are going to go. So after the session, they come into the studio and we sit down together. And usually I have pictures of their walls in advance. So I will pre-design a wall gallery for them um, to look at just kind of in layout, not so much in images. And then they can say, oh, yes, that's too big. Or I think I want more images, different things like that. And then we custom build everything wow. for their home. Uh, sometimes the process ends up taking days. It just depends on how detailed and how large the wall display is going to be. I have a client and we did 13 wall portraits in her home that span this giant wall just outside of her kitchen. So you can see everything through an arched doorway from the living room. And that one took very specific planning 
and measurements because every piece had to be a custom size. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this, this whole process that you're talking about, the experience really is quite extensive. And, and you say it's what helps you stand out in the local marketplace. I mean, you've, you've kind of gotten a feel from talking with other photographers. You're hearing about other photographers that there aren't many others that are doing something like this. Not too many. I know that there's a couple. Um, most of those are people that I'm friends with. <laughs> okay. So yeah, there are, there are some others, but I'm not sure that they all, I mean, we all have a different method about how we go about it. And I asked you actually prior to our conversation today, what your target customer's biggest pain point is. And you said not knowing what to do with photos. So you kind of touched on that there by providing this experience to them. They not only know, even just like generally have an idea of what to do with their photos. I mean, you're helping them down to the nth degree, know exactly what to do for the sake of planning for the photos and what to do with those photos in their home afterwards. It's, it's beautiful. Right. And we'll go in and install them as well, whether I install them myself or I have an, a handyman who is super OCD about making sure that everything is perfectly aligned and straight, wow. especially in wall galleries, who will go in. So like that large gallery wall I mentioned before, he, he did the install on that one to make sure that it was perfect because everything was a custom size. That's incredible. Okay. So... I guess really at this stage, I mean, we've gotten some information about your business, where you stand, what you specialize in, how you're different than the local marketplace. And of course, all of these things play into this conversation about what a distinct brand position might sound like, what that statement might ultimately be. But I mean, do you feel like you're lacking a brand position altogether at this point? You want to refine the brand position that you already have? What are your thoughts? Um, I, I don't know that I've ever actually defined a a brand position for myself. So I want to do that and clarify it so that I can focus my marketing more effectively. Okay. Now, I, I mean, I had the chance to look at your Instagram profile and then obviously your website. I've mentioned both of those already. And for those of you listening in again, we'll put those in the show notes, bocapodcast.com. It's Tiffany Hicks and tiffanyhicks.com. But on Instagram, there's a position statement, what, what I would consider a position statement, which actually is quite good already. Um, okay. Curating your family's legacy with gorgeous artwork for you to enjoy for years to come. Um, and then there is really two position statements or two statements or like a primary statement and a sub statement, if you will, on your website, you've got your family story told one frame at a time, uh, which yeah. is very well worded. It's simple to the point. And then um, subtext, if you will, fun, fine art photography for Boise families. Uh, and that just kind of expounds on this using words that are probably uh, in some cases maybe helpful with SEO. But mm -hmm. you already do have some statements there that we could potentially work with or potentially refine. Uh, and I have to go ahead and throw this out while I'm thinking about it, too. You actually have, um, when I did a Google search for family photography, Boise, Idaho, um, we're going to get mm -hmm. into this Google search and the results of it here in just a little bit. But you're actually on the first page, uh, right. which, which is pretty brilliant. And the first thing that pops up in the subtext there, I mean, it says, it says Boise, the listing says Boise child and family photographer. Boise, Idaho, newborn, and then dot, dot, dot. But then the subtext says right. fun, fine art photography for Boise families. Your family story told one frame at a time and, uh, and so on. So first of all, props to you for getting on the first page of Google. That's pretty brilliant. Um, Thank but, you. I've been there for, I don't, I think maybe it's for how long I've been in business, but I've been on page one of Google wow. for my, for my keyword search for 
probably at least 12 years. And is that, I mean, does that come from an, an understanding of background in, in Google Analytics and, and keywords and ultimately SEO or what, like, how did you get <laughs> no, there? No, I have no idea. I have no idea how to do anything with my Google Analytics. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm not exactly sure. Like I tried in the beginning when I was first setting up my websites and things like that, I worked really hard to try to have good SEO, but my website has changed so many times since that time um, that I'm not I'm not really sure how I'm still on page one, but it's awesome and I won't complain. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's really nice that you're already there. And then if you've got a really clear and distinct brand position and, and that stands out on that first page when they find you right away, um, because you weren't too far down the, that, that first page, uh, I think you're going to just be in even better position than you already are. I mean, again, you seem, it sounds like you just got a wonderful business model and a successful one at that already. Um, this is just a really, I think, a refinement because I think you're already moving in a really great direction, particularly with that statement that you have on Instagram. But let's do this. I, I want to, okay. for your sake, if you haven't looked at this, and then for our listeners' sake, again, to add more context to the conversation, one of the best things to do when it comes to creating a distinct, clear and distinct brand position is to look at what the market is doing. I mean, really in business in general, photography or otherwise, if you want to develop a great business, you want to look at the local marketplace or whatever marketplace you're going to be working in and see where there are holes, where somebody hasn't filled a particular space, where you can offer a service that's not being offered. And, and in this case, that's going to relate to the messaging itself. We want to make sure that we're using messaging that isn't already being used. So on, I did a Google search, as I mentioned, for family photography, Boise, Idaho. And there were 20, about 25 listings, 24 listings or so that popped up that weren't ads. And, uh, and so everybody listening in, just know I'm not clicking on your ad. You're not having to pay for me doing these brand, brand position consultations. <laughs> uh, but about 25, 24, 25 listings or so. And um, I want to read the few position statements, in some cases, not necessarily strong ones, but position statements that did pop up somewhere there on the, the homepage of the website for everybody listening and for their context and then also for you, Tiffany, because what we can do then is compare these statements against what you already have and potentially mm -hmm. look at refining them from there just so there's there's very much distinction. So uh, these are the ones that came up very quickly. Premier photographer in Boise, Idaho, specializing in family and children photography. Uh, that was a little bit further down the page and we're gonna get into this in a little bit more uh, in, later on, but it really is important for everybody listening and certainly for yourself, Tiffany, that the brand position statement is at the top of the the homepage of the website. So the minute that they land on that website, they don't have to scroll, no, ma no matter the format, mobile, desktop, laptop, tablet, it needs to be right there front and center, easily accessible. And this particular photographer, of course, we're not mentioning names, but this particular photographer, uh, it was further down the page, you had to, to scroll to find that. The next one, mm -hmm. high quality, beautiful photography. Uh, which are, you know, very kind of generic descriptors here for photographic business and really no indication that it is a family uh, photographer, but they, they happen to pop up there. Custom, the subtext was custom images made to reflect a beautiful person that's inside all of us. Uh, the next one, your family photographer, dot, 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 for life, and then Boise family <laughs> portrait photographer since 1999. The next one is we are your premier Idaho photographers. Another one, Boise family portraits. Another one was Boise maternity, newborn baby, and family photographer. Uh, the, the next one is not really a position statement per se, but it was the closest thing to it on, on this person's site. Real, raw, authentic. Uh, the next one is families, period. Boise family photographers. It sounds like more of a, an SEO setup than an actual intentional effort to have a position statement. 
Uh, the next one was freelance photography based in Boise, Idaho. Again, no indication that it's family photography. The next one, natural light photographer specializing in business branding and family photography in the Boise, Idaho area. Uh, I, just as a side note here, I want to mention for everybody, everybody's sake, using something like natural light to 98% of potential clients, it really doesn't matter. This is a technical element that photographers in some cases pride themselves on, but it's not a relevant, I guess, talking point to a potential client. We have to make sure to use words that are actually relevant to a potential client, words that they understand that make sense to them, not industry related terms. And so I would suggest anybody listening in, take, take something like natural light out of it. Um, the, the, the client, the potential client's going to look at the image. They're going to think it's beautiful and they don't care whether or not you use the flash or not. Uh, just a little side note there. The next one, there's just a few more here. Boise-based photographer documenting couples in love, families, and the adventurous at heart. Uh, kind of a lot of cliche words and or phrases being used in, in the industry at, at large at this point. So not particularly distinct. Documentary adventure family photographer, uh, which is kind of an interesting one and actually stands out a little bit from this list. And then Boise family and senior photography. So at, let's see, one, two, three... Let's see, six, nine, ten, maybe about 15 out of the, the 25 or so photographers at least had some indication about what their brand stood for. Uh, what are your initial thoughts just listening to that list, Stephanie? Um, they mostly sound fairly basic and not, I don't know, nothing that really grabs my attention as a prospective client or something that says, oh, that speaks to me. Yeah, well, you're right. There is very little in there that's particularly distinct. I think the only one... Uh, and a bit ironically so, uh, because this has become such a popular genre now for photographers to specialize in. But the only one that really, really seems to stand out is documentary adventure family photographer. Because, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Tiffany, but I mean, that area, Boise, Idaho area, seems like a beautiful place to actually focus on adventure photography, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. There's a lot of adventurous things that you could do photography-wise here. Yeah. So I, I think, again, just for the sake of conversation, um, and again, for everybody listening in, maybe trying to come up with some ideas for a brand position statement in the market that you're in, this is actually an example of one that, uh, of a brand position statement, since nobody else seems to have owned it, to be an adventure family photographer, particularly in the context of that marketplace, makes a lot of sense. And it's actually mm -hmm. a really great example of a, of a position statement. Fortunately, Tiffany, that the one strong position statement in your local market really has little to do with what you specialize in. Um, right. and, and that's the key here is you look at what's around you and then you say, okay, how can I position myself against the market? How can I be different from them? How can I stand out from them? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I think you're already, again, well on your way to being able to do just that thing. So let's actually, before we get into the, the, your message and potentially refining your brand position statement, um, I, again, for the context of everybody listening in, I just want to share briefly four ways to establish a clear and distinct brand position. We've kind of alluded to, to at least one or two of these already, uh, but there's a list of four here if you're taking notes. And the first is to, to be the first to own a position. So there may be other photographers in the area, as we noted here, that are family photographers, for example. But if nobody is actually owning that particular position of, you know, I am the family photographer of Boise, Idaho, then there's an opportunity to do that. Now, you've got to be pretty gutsy to do that. And your, your marketing and your service and everything needs to be able to back that up effectively. But that is one mm -hmm. way to establish a clear and distinct brand position is to be the first to own that position. If nobody else is calling it out, then be the first to do that. Again, in a market, especially as big as Boise, probably a little tough 
but that is one option. The next is to offer a service that doesn't exist. Uh, the third way to, to establish a clear and distinct brand position is to offer a variation of a service. And the example that I always give um, is, you know, here in my, my market, Chattanooga, Tennessee, relatively small market, I, there are plenty of wedding photographers. If I was to say I am Chattanooga's black and white wedding photographer, that would be a variation on a service that, to my knowledge, still doesn't exist. I've been in this market now for close to 20 years or so, uh, maybe even more than that now, I guess. Uh, and, and to my knowledge, it doesn't exist. I could even take it a step further and say, you know, black and white wedding photographer for skateboarders. And now we have a variation of a variation, if you will, um, that certainly doesn't exist to my knowledge uh, in this marketplace. But that's where you can create a distinct brand position is to offer variation on the service. And then the last way to establish a clear and distinct brand position is to name a target market. And I actually did that just in that example there. I could say black and white wedding photographer. But the other thing that I could do is call out a particular target market. So I could say I'm a wedding photographer for skateboarders or, you know, I'm a wedding photographer for florists. Uh, and the list could potentially go on and on and on. The, the caveat to this conversation is that that target market needs to be big enough to support your financial goals as a business owner. So there's a potential that you're either going to have to find a different target market uh, or you might have to expand the market. If in Chattanooga, there aren't enough skateboarders getting married, I may have to go to Tennessee or the Southeast or even make it a nationwide thing if I'm just so passionate about this particular market. Uh, but that is the fourth way to establish a clear and distinct brand position. Any questions or comments on on those ideas? No, nope, none. Cool. That's well, so, so let's actually talk about the the messaging that that you already have in place because I actually okay. jotted some ideas down ahead of time um, and in preparation for our conversation today. But honestly, that the way that that you have summed up what you are doing with that statement on Instagram, I think is actually pretty strong already. Curating your family's okay. legacy with gorgeous artwork for you to enjoy for years to come. Now, my suggestion um, would be to simplify. And you know, okay. the, thing, the thing about, and for everybody listening in, what we have to keep in mind with a brand position statement, and really pretty much everything that we do as business owners now is when we're marketing ourselves, we have to keep in mind that, that people that may see our work and potentially interested in hiring us have short attention spans. So the less words, the better. If we can say it in three, four, five words, um, that would be the ideal scenario. But they need to be able to, as soon as that website page pulls up or as soon as they land on your social media profile, they're able to see big, bold letters, that position statement at, you know, at a glance, at a second, maybe two seconds, they know immediately what it is that your brand represents. Do you have ideas as to how you might be able to simplify that? Take out some of the words, maybe make it less descriptive like curating your family's legacy with artwork for you, artwork for your home. I, I actually like the direction you're going with it. Now, first of all, I, I wouldn't necessarily say to, to make it less descriptive because, um, and, and th we can go both ways here, but I mean, you've actually done a really good job of being descriptive there and not using, you know, the same words that 90% of other photographers are using on their website. So curation is interesting. And, and in fact, there's a little resource. I'm going to actually pull this up while we're talking here. So you might hear me typing, Tiffany. Um, okay. Let's see. This is called, let me pull it up so I remember. It's called Power Thesaurus. So everybody listening in, if, if you've got a word or a few words, keywords that you think best describe what it is you want your brand to represent... Uh, but maybe you want to to see if there are any better words, better versions of the words, variations on the words. If you go to powerthesaurus.org, just like it sounds, um, you can you can do that. And I'm going to type in curate, and let's just see if there are any other options that come up. Um, <laughs> 
parson. That's the first word. That's really interesting. Oh, okay. So somehow they're, they're tying this to religious activity, which is really mm. odd. I'm really surprised by that. Let me, let me do this. Curating. Maybe that'll pull up a better. There we go. Okay. So acting as a curator, counseling, administering, arranging, categorizing, coordinating, managing. Yeah, this has to do more with organization. And you know, but when, I, when I hear the word curating, I'm thinking about museum, like museum mm -hmm. quality, uh, which I don't think is altogether a bad thing. I think most people are familiar with the concept of curation. It's going to sound a bit fancy. The key here would be to make sure that, that the, the design on your website, the experience itself backs up that notion of this being a fancy service, like a high-end service that actually that, that actually supports that that word. And I think at least based on what you're describing about your experience, you're very much doing that already. Mm -hmm. So we've got curating yeah. your family's legacy with gorgeous artwork for your home. I, I liked It's funny because I was actually thinking about that earlier, but I think I like that direction that you're going with that there. And I'm just going to copy this here and make some notes just as we're talking. And for everybody listening in, I mean, the goal here, certainly the ideal scenario would be for Tiffany to walk away with a, a distinct brand position statement that she can definitely use. At the very least, we want to move in the, in the direction of something really good. She had already done the hard work. She's got a really great thing going here. But curating your family's legacy with gorgeous artwork for your home. I really like that one. And I'm just going to read off some other phrases here, Tiffany, that, that I jotted okay. down ahead of time and, and see if any of these... Um, resonate in any way or, or elements of them because of course we can pick and choose and mix and match mm -hmm. I, although honestly I'm, I'm kind of biased toward toward your statement already uh, this was kind of a funny one that I, I don't know for whatever reason amused me fun and relaxed sessions that even dads don't hate um, yes <laughs> which is amusing but honestly after actually having the chance to talk with you today I think is a little too frivolous for the for this the brand okay. that you've developed nonetheless I wanted to at least throw it out there I think it's kind of funny fun and relaxed sessions that you won't hate you know, something to that effect um, and then mm -hmm. moving on, capturing the growth of your family one year at a, at a time, uh, because you were talking about the significance of that. I mean, both in conversation and I think in the notes that you had sent me ahead of time as well. One of the things to, to note about this particular statement that I personally liked uh, and some of the, the, the other statements that I'm about to read is when we say one year at a time, it naturally sets you up to sell packages, annual packages, right. or to encourage them coming back for more sessions, which I think is really important. Is that a big part of what you do in, in the sessions that you offer? Uh, yes, I actually have a baby plan and a child plan. So the baby plan goes from four months to one year. So the newborn is not included in the baby plan. Okay. But then from there, they have the option to graduate into the child plan, which goes from 18 months to five years old. And I've had a bunch of kids graduate from that. And now I'm feeling like I need something else yeah. <laughs> because I love watching. I love watching these kids change and grow. I have a client who has a room in her house, just off the entry of her front door with a grand piano. And there's portraits of her kids and her family throughout the last, well, let's see, started in 2007. So the last, 13 years, every, every picture on that wall is something that I created for them. Really? Yeah. Whoa. That's, that's huge. That's incredible. Well, I, yeah. I, so. I, so first of all, yeah, I would fully agree. Like you need to come up with that next package now to be able to continue to, to, to serve <laughs> your existing clients. But I mean, the, to our, to the original point of conversation, having something, you know, built into the position statement that already sets you up 
to be able to right. effectively then communicate to them that that almost like like not an assumption you're going to obviously proactively communicate it but built into that statement it it already kind of plants a seed in their mind that they're going to be coming back to you on an ongoing basis um, which I think is is really important to at least note. Capturing the legacy of your kids one year at a time, capturing the legacy of your family one year at a time, uh, photographing the legacy of your family one year at a time. I want to actually look up curate here just as a, okay. a definition. Um, I, I'm a little bit of a dork this way. I do this actually totally outside the book of podcasts. I like to look up meanings of words because I think how we communicate really matters. But Oh, that's really interesting. See, I had no idea. So the first definition that comes up with curate is a member of the clergy employed to assist a rector or a vicar. I had no idea. Uh, I had no idea either. That's, of course, a noun. So the verb is to take charge of or organize. So take charge of, and then parentheses, a museum or organize an art exhibit. That's pretty cool, actually, an art exhibit mm -hmm. in their home. Um, to pull together, sift through, and select for presentation as music or website content. I think it's a, I think it's a great word. And I honestly, I don't see that word being used on photographers' website, not just in your market, but more nationwide as well. So I think it's a really great example. Curating your family's legacy with gorgeous artwork for your home. Honestly, I'd, I mean, we could try to figure out how to add in one year at a time, but I don't think that's mm -hmm. as important right now as this concept because it very much represents the experience that you provide. Now, what would be really interesting is to have this, this position statement um, on, again, the homepage of your website above the fold, meaning that you don't have to mm -hmm. scroll down, whether it's on mobile or the desktop. I did notice on, let's see, I'm pulling up your, your mobile site here really quick. My mobile site's a little bit weird. Oh, yeah. And no, no criticism. Certainly the mobile yeah, site no. actually demonstrates um, or it actually represents your brand position. I mean, the, the brand position statement that you have there currently is more visible on the mobile site. When I when I just glance at that homepage again without scrolling. So above the fold. Oh, OK. Um, it's more visible than the I'm, I'm looking at a 13 inch laptop on Google Chrome here. And without scrolling, I can see your family story told one frame at a time. But it's at the very, very, very bottom, right above the fold. Um, okay. So my suggestion would be, and maybe you can work with a designer, or maybe you have experience with this and you can make this happen, uh, would be to make sure, and, and I, I really love curating your family's legacy with gorgeous artwork for your home. Have that position statement a, a bit more prominent. Um, okay. And, and then an image, or maybe even two or three images that represent this idea. I mean, it would be really cool if, if maybe there's a combination of a really powerful image that you could put side by side with that same image presented in someone's home. Um, mm -hmm. Or I don't know, you could be really meta. And, and actually, if, I don't know if you ever do portrait sessions of families in their home and then your artwork is in the background. Maybe that looks a little bit too formal for your style. But if you could somehow with, with imagery represent or demonstrate um, what you're talking about here, that this artwork ultimately lands as a centerpiece or centerpieces artwork that you have curated for their home, that would be really interesting. That'd be one way to approach it. The other thing to okay. do at the very least would be, again, to make that position statement a bit more front and center, a little bit bigger text, maybe bolded, bold-faced, and then just simply pairing that with an image like you've got on your site, which is beautiful. I think family photo, because you're so focused on families, um, not just that you focus or that you photograph families, but because you know, a family photo would kind of encompass everybody there, especially if you had a family that had a baby as well, um, mm -hmm. to, to actually use that as a header image to better represent everything that your brand is about might be, might be a stronger image. And you pair that with mm -hmm. that position statement more boldly represented 
uh, both on the mobile site as well as the desktop site, I think you'd be set. Okay. That's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, you did the hard work, Tiffany. You, you built this beautiful business and, and then you did the work actually coming up with this position statement, which by the way, how long have you had that in place? This one that was on Instagram? Oh my gosh. Um, I put that up there sometime last year. Well, I, I think it's brilliant. And and so the key now would be to take that, refine it just slightly. So you know what, what we came up with here together, curating your family's legacy with gorgeous artwork for your home, that would, that would t- tentatively be the statement. That's going to go on your website. It's going to go on Instagram, certainly, and, and presented in a way that's more visible. Make sure that the message is consistent across the board on all platforms. And then mm-hmm. what, I, what I would do, even if you don't use a photo of the header there of, your, um, of the website above the fold, showing imagery, your imagery in somebody's home, I would create, I mean, you've got a page right now that says experience. If I click on that, just... I'm going to kind of live commentate here for everybody listening in. So I'm, I'm going to the experience page and look, see, you've already done this. So you're actually demonstrating there what the process looks like, the imagery in someone's home. I mean, that, that you, you, you're way ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, really well done. This is really nice. My, my suggestion, my only suggestion would be to even build on that a little bit more. Like um, you've got this beautiful image at the top, um, you know, photograph again, I'm assuming mom and baby, but then you have the process underneath that, that, that kind of walks them through the process step-by-step one, two, three, four with artwork installation in somebody's home. Um, maybe you even potentially build on that a little bit more. So they, they understand what this looks like step-by-step, you know, prior to the session, then the session, and then after the session and, and really expand on that because it seems okay. like it's such a centerpiece for your business and such a reflection of what your, your position statement, um, is putting out there. I think highlighting that even more would be really great, but I, I love that you've okay. already got an experience page. Yeah. Really well done. I mean, seriously, this is, Thank you. I, I'm excited you. for you. I'm impressed by the work that you'd already done ahead of time. Um, and honestly, you're a standout because a lot of photographers don't think about this. And, and even if they do, it's you know, usually kind of grabbing some popular words or something that they felt really good about, but not actually looking at the market itself. Whether you did that intentionally or not, this position statement that you had already come up with largely, I think is going to really set you apart from the market at large. And now, if you aren't already, my suggestion would be just go 100 miles an hour marketing this experience so that everybody in town then begins to know Tiffany is the person that I go to when I want that all encompassing. I mean, I love that you don't have high end, at least that I've seen here on your site. No, I don't. As an idea, but but it, it already states that without stating it, uh, which I right. think is pretty brilliant. That they know that you're gonna they're gonna come to Tiffany Hicks for this amazing experience, start to finish, where she literally handholds us through understanding what it means to pick out a really great wardrobe, how to plan ahead for those images. And then she's going to walk us through that process after we get the images back and help us pick out the best ones for the best locations in our home. It's awesome. It's really, really great. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I mean, this this really finishes up our conversation. And again, I, it, I think it's kind of funny because really you've done most of the heavy lifting here. <laughs> uh, but I hope that at the very least, having a little bit of context that, that we've brought to this conversation was helpful for you. And, and certainly for our listeners, Tiffany's an amazing example, first of all, of somebody who already had something really great in place. We just needed to refine it and now make it kind of front and center. But Tiffany's also a great example for those of you listening in of somebody who has developed a business model that's actually distinct to her market. So my suggestion to you listening in would be to go to TiffanyHicks.com, uh, her website, and then Tiffany Hicks on Instagram. You can check out her brand, follow her, ask her questions if you've got them, and then just kind of cheer her along too, because she's got a great thing going. 
Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Tiffany, anything uh, else that, that we can do for you here before we go? Anything that our listeners should know about your brand? No, not that I can think of. I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and help me narrow that down a little bit more. Um, it was great. Well, again, you did you did the hard work. I think you know simple simplicity. And two things that we've done here to kind of emphasize is simplicity. So we're taking out words so we make it easier for somebody to just glance at that and and understand what your brand's about. And then again, my suggestion would be even if you whether you work with a designer or if you have experience doing this, just make sure that at that position statement is front and center. Get rid of anything else that's irrelevant now and just go like hardcore with this brand position message. Uh, and, and it'll only further refine that position that your brand has in that marketplace. And, and I'm certainly cheering you on here from Chattanooga. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And for everybody listening in, you can see the show notes from today's episode. If you go to Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcast.com. Thank you once again, Tiffany, for making time for all of us. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Thanks so much, photographers, for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought of the show by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at bocapodcast.com. We do try to bring this show to you commercial-free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com and milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographer's Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing.